This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason with your host, John Rush. Presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, we are back. Another full hour. Kevin Flesh with us, Flesh Law. And we appreciate him joining us, by the way. 303-806-8886 is how you can get a hold of Kevin if you want to talk to him directly. And I appreciate him joining us. Uh, text message came in. in or If this election business that we've gone through that last couple of segments yeah. allows Colorado to go around the supremacy clause, then why can't states do that with regards to immigration? <laughs> that's a that's a great question, and that's why the Supreme Court is going to take this up, because this, you know this creates precedence for all sorts of other things. All right? sorts of other things, exactly. Where right. they, well, and again, we we don't. I, don't, I want to say this. I am a states' rights guy. You know that I am too. I believe in states' rights to a point where when they start affecting things nationally, like in this case, the election of a president. Then at some point you got to step in and say, "Whoa, whoa time out, guys! You, 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 you've gone too far, right?" Yeah, I mean, th- what's interesting is I, I like you. I want, I want the power of government to be as close to the people that elect that power as possible. And so, um, I'm not a huge supremacy person. I mean, I, I know that it's there and I know it's used all the time. And now with interstate com- commerce, that they're always trying to inter- interject federal right. Uh, legislation or federal rules into very, very much intrastate actions. Right. They would love to have it for everything. If everything. They could. We could just get rid of the states. It would be would great. Love it. But yes. that's not how our how we were set no. up, you know. And that's the thing that many people don't understand. And that's why this is so interesting because now a district court judge and our Colorado Supreme Court are both wanting to be able to have the state make this decision when it's clearly a federal question. Right. And that's the supremacy clause and the issues we're seeing in Texas, right? That's Texas governor just entered orders relating to the building of a wall and uh, doing other things relating to illegal immigration. And, and people are up in arms about that particular state because they have a huge border right. trying to control what happens. And, and this is exactly, it's unintended consequences. And so this is why the Supreme Court, not only because it's Trump and it's a presidential election, but the real legal issues relating to what's being discussed here and what is implied based upon this decision are so critical to the the U.S. and how we handle our ourselves. Because it could go in all sorts of other directions, oh gosh, not yes. just for this, right? So then, then uh, here's a dumb question: Do these folks understand all of that, oh, or do I'm they sure even they do. care? Um, I. I 
Oh, or are they, they just care. so Trump fixated? This is all about Trump. You know, I think that that's part of it. I, I mean, I think that that was probably this, the case with the district court judge. I think that the Colorado Supreme Court justices are in a different place, and I think that that this didn't just fall on party lines. I mean, it was a four-three decision, mm-hmm. right? Um, the chief justice um, dissented. Uh, justice Samore dissented. They have a third justice that dissented. Uh, I think Samore's dis- decision is probably the best in the sense of if if an an average person were to pull up these opinions and read these, I think some more, you could read Samore's decision and really, I think, get the crux of what is at stake. Okay. And I think that the issue with the supremacy clause is a great question because the feds um, would definitely say that I- the immigration issue is a federal issue because it's a federal border. If it was just a state border issue— you may be able to make the argument that that Texas or other states could be making decisions, but because it's not, I'm trying to think if there was. I suppose I wonder if Alaska had this issue where they had Canadians coming in all the way around because there's no real, you know, there's no other state connected to Alaska. If that would be a more palatable decision for Alaska to be able to mm. defend its borders. Mm. But that's not how our federal constitution has been set up relating to the United States. Okay. I... And it's the same thing with, you know, it, it, it's also an interesting, um, there has been some debate about when, let's say, when Colorado uh, legalized marijuana mm-hmm. and people were coming from mm-hmm. New Mexico right. and, from, right. and they would come in and, and go to the dispensaries, buy a bunch of the product and then drive across state lines and immediately be illegal in those other states you know how how that could be okay i have another question along these lines that i think this case could also impact and correct me if i'm wrong we take even some cases going on in colorado right now in regards to gun laws yeah we've got a law that'll be challenged as to whether you can buy a right now in colorado you can't buy a handgun until you're 21 but we also now have a law that you can't buy any gun until you're 21 right that's going to be challenged. Yep. I look at this being very much in 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 line with that, if you would, where now the feds are going to say, wait, well, time out, time out. That's not what the Second Amendment says. That's you correct. guys are taking some liberties here that aren't aren't necessarily the state's rights to do. Correct. We're going to overrule you and tell you that, no, you can't make an 18-year-old that normally in any other state would be able to buy a rifle, we're not going to allow you, Colorado, to wait till they're 21 as well. I look at this sort of being in that same venue. Am I right in yeah. my thought process? No, you are right. That's exactly right. It's just in a different context because we normally wouldn't think of it as an election law issue that that somehow would implicate federal law. But because it's a federal office and because they're using, you know, it would be different if it was a solely a state disqualification and, and i i don't i can't think of a, an I actual but but the issue is certainly if it was a state office we'd be able to monitor and control those state offices federal law wouldn't be involved but because you're using the the issue with the violation of the 14th amendment section 3 of the 14th amendment relating to the insurrection and citing an insurrection that's where it comes into play and that there's a specific sentence talking about Congress is the one that has to make decisions about that. And in fact, one of the other issues with that is you can overcome this disqualification by a vote of the Congress. Two-thirds of the Congress can say, no, you're not disqualified under this provision. So 
I mean, it is a very interesting dilemma mm. for a state to make a decision about. And I think that's why all the other states that they've tried this in have sort of punted it and said, no, not, not our... Got not it. our, not in our playground. And I want to make sure everybody's clear on this too, because I asked Kevin this during the break. Why this is such a big deal in Colorado? I say, say big deal, as in I think you'll see the Supreme Court take this on. I think rather quickly because they know what is at hand and the stakes that are at hand. Keep in mind that if this stands, not only would Trump not be on our primary, which, by the way, I don't really look at being a big deal anyways, because even if he's not on the primary, you could still go to the convention and our state and our right. GOP could set some rules in regards to the convention. And so none of that Didn't they really, do that two years ago? Yeah, on the primary side, I don't see it being a big deal. Where it's a bigger deal is this whole ruling basically says he can't be on our Colorado ballot, period. It's not just a primary thing, which Correct. I think a lot of us maybe get confused. This would be even on November, whatever date it is. I need to go look. But whatever the November date is for our 2024 mm-hmm. election, Donald Trump couldn't be listed on Colorado, period. And that's where I really feel like the Supreme Court will take that on because now it is becoming a national federal thing, not just what's going on in Colorado. Am that I is, right that, that is way? correct. You are correct about that. And generally speaking, the federal government, um, I think is fair to say that they almost always want to be the supreme decision, that, that the feds want to control the states. And so this is a decision that is ripe for them to reaffirm the federal question. And, and I think there's a due process. Well, especially when it comes to election laws and what you can – right. and again, you're not electing a governor. Mm-hmm. You're electing the president, which is Correct. a federal national – office, not just a local office. It right? is, but remember we have the individual states that send electorals. Agree. Agree. But absolutely, it's a federal office. And so I think that that's certainly another reason that, that the Supreme would... Court will pick it up because we're talking right. about a federal office, not a governorship exactly or right. uh, even a state senator, for example. We're talking about the president of the United, United states. states, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's right. And so I don't see them just letting this go. I don't think they can because this will no, this would snowball a, into other things if yeah, they let it go. Yeah, and it's a novel. It's okay, so, a really novel legal. I know question. we're up against a break, but another dumb question. Knowing all of that, yeah, why do these courts even get involved in this and not just punt this stuff off to begin with? Or what? is it because in Colorado they're so dead set against Trump, they're just going to take this on? Oh, so you know, district court judges in particular get on the bench to to answer questions to do these things to do these things and okay. so there's there's that aspect of it i think uh this is only conjecture on my part but i think this particular judge looked forward to the process and even though she tried to stay within the statute which she didn't she she made the process much bigger than it should have been because it's such a novel and complex issue that um she couldn't help but keep herself involved in i it. see and then the, the Colorado Supreme Court certainly had to pick it up. Yeah, they got to pick it up because they, they appeal it and take it up to the Supreme Court, right? That, and I think there is some politics going on there for the majority. I agree. Um, but the reason it gets to the Supreme Court is because somebody appeals yes, this rule. Yes, absolutely. Correct? Yep. And they make they, sure I'm going through the. the that's exactly right. And they here. can't, they can't, they can't, this particular case and the notoriety of it, they have to make a decision. You know, the, the Colorado Supreme Court maybe takes 10 or 12, 15% of the cases. That, are, that come to it, right? That come to them. They right. don't have to take every appeal right. and make decisions. And so, but this one is so novel, and the issues are so um, important. They had to. They had to. Okay, got it. 
Speaking of Kevin Flesh, he's up next. Kevin Flesh, you want to call him directly? 303-806-8886. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law has a unique background that makes him a more effective advocate for you. He handles both criminal and civil cases. Most attorneys only do one or the other, but Kevin has almost 25 years of experience on both sides, which means he has more practice in the courtroom. Most personal injury attorneys will say they have experience in court, but since only about 10% of personal injury cases actually go to trial, those attorneys only appear in court once or twice a year. Because Kevin also takes criminal cases, he appears in court constantly. Kevin has a rare ability to present an argument that only comes from years of experience learning how to read a courtroom. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh continues to practice both civil and criminal defense because he believes the courtroom keeps him nimble. Trial tested, trial ready. Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law. Schedule a free consultation now at 303-806-8886. Okay, in our home transitions, if you need to do a re-up, which is uh, basically a remodel of your home that hasn't been done and enables you to get more money at closing, give them a call today and find out how that works for you. Give them a call today. Find them at klzradio.com. worried about your parents living in that house as they get older. So now you really need Catherine and Robin of K&R Home Transitions by your side. Kat and Robin are passionate about helping adult children and their parents as they both had to painfully go through the process with their own parents. Kat and Robin can assist you as much or as little as you need, and they will partner with you to sell the house for the highest price possible in the shortest time. Whether it's estate sales, open houses, cleaning and decluttering, photos and marketing, probate and paperwork, or transitioning to living in a multi-generational home, whew, that's way too much work for one person. Kat and Robin are senior real estate specialists, certified living in place professionals, chartered advisors for senior living, and certified home stagers among their many certifications. Visit klzradio.com home to see their work and schedule a no-strings-attached free consultation with Kat and Robin. Level Engineering, is solar right for you? There's only one person that can answer that. He'll do an evaluation, find out if it is, and there's a lot of factors that come into play here. But can you save money at the end of the day? Alan will tell you, 303-378-7537. Alan Davis with Level Engineering knows that the power company is not your friend that they don't have your best interests at heart. Aside from getting your power back on during an outage, they do three ugly things. First, they install a smart meter on your home to charge you surge fees up to 300% during peak times. Next, they use some of your money to lobby public utility commissions to increase your bill. The power company tries to squeeze money out of you everywhere they can, but Alan Davis has the answer for you. Solar Power will allow you to produce your own energy and get the power company out of your wallet. Call Alan Davis of Level Engineering to rid you and your family of the greedy power company and take a major step towards energy independence. You just need to reach out to Alan by going to klzradio.com solar for a free, no obligation consultation. Genesis 1-3 Electric, if you're thinking about doing anything to your home as far as upgrades go with the power, Genesis is the place to call. Find them at klzradio.com. Genesis 1-3 Electric is on a mission to make your home electrical panels safe. 
Denver is home to many outdated electrical panels due to changes over the years in the electrical codes. And if your panel is made by certain specific manufacturers, you need a replacement unit ASAP. These obsolete panels are against the new Colorado electrical code because they are prone to malfunctions that can lead to fires in your home. Or if you've been experiencing things like flickering or dimming lights, breakers tripping more than usual, or receptacles that don't work, you need to call Genesis 1-3 Electrical for an inspection today. The team at Genesis 1-3 will provide the proper installation for your home, and they will educate you on everything you need to know about your new up-to-code electrical panel. KLZ has vetted and highly recommends Genesis 1-3 Electrical to keep your home safe and sound. Contact Dustin at Genesis 1-3 Electrical today at klzradio.com light to learn about special listener discounts. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, we're back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Kevin Flesh with us. Again, he's our legal eagle, my personal attorney. I say that a lot, but I mean that sincerely. Kevin represents me for all sorts of things we have going on business-wise. I don't want to make it sound like I'm out you know, suing everybody else all the time, but I have to defend myself and things happen business-wise, Kevin, and you know that, and yep. that's just what happened. And those of you, by the way, listening that are business owners, if you don't have a good attorney on call, you need to make Kevin that particular attorney for you, and I cannot say that highly, and it's not just because Kevin's here. I'd say that regardless. So, you know, Kevin is Johnny on the spot when it comes to different things. And there's times in business where you just need a question answered, right? and you don't even know who to call. Well, that's where you come into play. Yep, absolutely, and, I, and we've I done do enough all the time. And we've done enough litigation of businesses do, doing silly things and, and not getting counsel quickly enough that you need we counsel. help. You're right. you, you need counsel. <laughs> trust me. Joe, what's going on, sir? Well, I had a question for Kevin. Uh, Kevin, I think as you've laid out, the, um, the, the, the decision by the Colorado court should be overturned you know, on all three points. You know, there's never been a, a finding that there was by, at, a, at a federal level that there was an insurrection or that Trump you know, led or was participated mm-hmm. in it in the non-existent, and three, does that clause apply to the office of the presidency? So it should be a slam dunk, quick, but any, any speculation or guess as to how the, um, the four Obama-Biden uh, appointees will rule, and if they uh, rule in favor of the Colorado court, what their rationale would be? Well, I think it's going to be similar to what the Colorado, I mean, the Colorado Supreme Court is, has given them the template, right? Um, I think they're going to have a hard time, even... You know, you think of the justices on the on the Supreme Court, and you know a lot of those justices are are really due process uh, people that are really concerned about that for litigants and for those that are accused of crimes. And so, for them to sort of wholeheartedly agree that this state process, where you know Trump, the supporters of Trump, couldn't even subpoena documents and couldn't subpoena witnesses and depose people beforehand. I don't know how they get around that relating to the due process. So I think it's going to be really hard for them to even in this situation, as much as they politically want to side with the Colorado Supreme Court, I think they're going to have to. What's going to happen is the federalism question is going to trump any. That's a bad way of. No, they're going to reaffirm that the federal system is supreme to the state system. And that's where they're going to hang their hat on the long-term vision of the court. And so I think it's going to be a relatively easy decision for them to side with the feds and say this, these, this state can't do this, and that's going to give them safe harbor to get through this. 
Let me ask you a political question. So let's assume that they agree in principle that this decision needs to be overturned. And the the five conservative justices do that. And they say, okay, well, it's a done deal. That's the ruling we we need to have. Mm -hmm. But, you know, but for for, uh, optics, we're going to to vote to uphold it because... Yep. There's going to be a few dissents just oh, to, to have, make that you'll argument. Have, you know, you'll have, you know, especially so tomorrow. You know, yeah, and Jackson, th- yeah. those two especially will will be that Joe. Yeah, guaranteed that one. If if I was going to Vegas to bet, I'd bet on that one. Yeah, because I could see just because even if they supported the decision in principle, just for optics. So that, oh yeah. That they oh, they they say. have to support their base, Joe. And even though right. they're not supposed to on the Supreme Court, they right. will. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a unanimous decision. No, no. For certain. 5-2. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. 5-2, 4-3, something like that. At least it'll be bipartisan. So, you know. Good question, though, Joe. That is a great question, question. by the way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's all I got. Thanks, Joe. Joe, I appreciate it very much. Thank you so much. Okay. We did have a question. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Somebody's wanting to know what to do during a traffic stop. Usually comes up when Kevin's here. And yes, we probably all need, it's been a year or so since I've had Kevin here uh, talking about this. This is a good refresher where, yes, we will talk about that. And there's a lot. A lot of video out there now. There is. Because of Instagram video now, Facebook video, TikTok, there's a ton. Body camera. uh, Body camera stuff and people challenging what goes on in a traffic stop. And there's a lot of, I I would call it, um, false things that are going Mm -hmm. on out there. And and by the way, really quick, I don't know if we'll get into this, but this whole I'm a sovereign citizen nonsense and what happens in traffic stops with that. Um, Driving on a public roadway. Yeah, let me just say that uh, if you're going to use that as a defense in a traffic stop, you're just a complete knucklehead. Unfortunately, true. I'll I'll just say You're eventually going to get it handed to you. You're going to get cuffed and stuffed (laughs) at some point. So I'll be back. We'll talk about that. High Five Plumbing, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. When temperatures plummet, the risk of water pipes freezing skyrockets. And High Five Plumbing can help you prevent it. If you've noticed water dripping anywhere around your house, especially on the exterior walls, it's imperative that you have it checked now. Once the temps drop below 30 degrees, you're risking damaged pipes, making a small fix something way bigger. This is especially true for pipes on exterior walls, in crawl spaces, at spigots, and even where most people forget. Down floor drains. High Five has several ways to prevent and fix freezing pipes permanently. From insulating your pipes better to moving them off exterior walls or adding heated tape to prevent freezing. The Colorado Code certified techs at High Five know what to look for to keep your water flowing. KLZ listeners receive a waived service fee. Just tell High Five that John Rush sent you when you contact them at klzradio.com plumbing. All right, Ridgeline Auto Brokers, if you're looking for a new used car, this is the time to buy, by the way. They'll help you with whatever it is you need, and if there's something that they don't have, they'll be happy to look for it for you as well. RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Are you in the market for a reliable car that won't break the bank? Drive Radio sponsor, Ridgeline Auto Brokers specializes in quality used cars that cost between fifteen dollars to $25,000, making them a great option for first-time drivers or anyone looking for a good deal. They pride themselves on providing a transparent and hassle-free car buying experience. That's why at Ridgeline, they never charge a dealer fee. Plus, all vehicles are inspected by Legacy Automotive, a Colorado Select member and sponsor of Drive Radio. 
for a limited time, they are offering first-time customers the first oil change for only $1. Every car comes with a 30-day warranty, with the option to purchase a service contract. And at Ridgeline Auto Brokers, there are competitive financing options to fit your budget. If you cannot make it to the dealership in person, there are videos of all Ridgeline cars for sale on their website at RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Call today at 303-442-4141 to schedule a test drive or visit RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Ridgeline Auto Brokers, the smartest way to buy a car. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance does not work for any insurance company. They can shop the market and find you the best premium for the coverage that you need. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. Now, back to Rush to Reason, presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. And we are back. Kevin Flesh with us. Flesh Law, 303-806-8886 is Kevin's direct number. You can call us as well or text us some questions. Text line 307 200 8222. You can also call the studio 303 477 5600. Ken, hang tight. I want to ask Kevin a couple of questions before we move on to you. So, Kevin, again, there, as I kind of led into that break, there's all sorts of videos and things out there where people are getting stopped. And, you know, I don't have registration. I don't have current registration. I don't have insurance. I don't have a driver's license. I'm a sovereign citizen. There's more than one constitution. Have you read the other constitution? This is a corporation. The United States is a corporation. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, are I've never, they nuts? Yeah, I've never seen any of those arguments actually get any traction. When they're, have, they're going to, they're going to get you in the clink. Yeah. I mean, yeah, especially if you're obstructing a police officer and they think that... And some of these they are. Yep. And it's then like they, you're not being a nice person. No. If and you want to have that argument, I would say take your lumps right. and have that have your day in court. Am yep. I right? Yeah, absolutely. You don't say anything further. You don't sign the ticket or summons that they're giving you. You go into the court. You make the argument to the judge. Okay. Brief it and let the judge decide. So I guess am I right in saying... No, you're not a sovereign citizen. You're driving on a public roadway. There are laws governing you driving on a public roadway. And depending on the state you're in, you need current registration, current license, current proof of insurance. And if you don't have those and you've done any other kind of infraction, you're going to get a ticket. Right. I mean, that's exactly right. I mean, And that's really coming down to the, the idea that, I mean, if you're on a private property... That's different. I mean, that's different. But you're on a public roadway and you're being stopped by a police officer for whatever infraction and they have a lawful reason to pull Which you we'll over. Which we'll get into. Yep. Um, then you have to provide identity. You have to provide proof of insurance and, and registration when asked. That's just that's just the way it works, unfortunately. Okay. All right. Ken, what's your question, sir? Go ahead. So, yeah, you know, I, I changed jobs like 16 months ago and I now work in Fort Collins. And okay. so my drive from Bertha to Fort Collins... I go through 53 stoplights each way, so 530 a week. That gotcha. is a lot of stoplights. Yes, that is, is a lot of stoplights. Lord bless you. It took me a few months to learn the different lengths of the yellow lights. So, you know, because they, they are now putting cameras all over Fort Collins. Yep. It's a big part of their income. Yes. Right? So, so what is – is it just now that Colorado – Supreme Court or their court ruled in, uh, I think it was June, that it's all legal. 
is it all legal now? So it's still tickets? it's always been legal. The issue is notice. So two things happen with those photo uh, light cameras is they've got to identify the driver. They don't they don't find cars. It's got to be the person in the driver's seat. The car didn't make the infraction. The Correct. driver did. That's exactly right. So um, you they've got to first of all um, most people have. They're driving their vehicle, and they have title to it. And so it's pretty simple for the municipality to get this picture, find out that the person driving the vehicle is the same as the owner based upon DMV records, look at their driver's license, and see that it's the same person. So that's how they're going to identify you. So if you obstruct their ability to see your face, for example, as you're going through the intersection, place your hand over your face, then they can't see you, or... um, you have the vehicle titled in your wife's name and you drive it most of the time. Or a company name. Right, or a company name. Then it's going to be much more difficult for them to actually complete the transaction. Does that make sense? Yeah, but but you are then uh, guilty. See, the reason I'm asking, because they just sent me one. They put uh, a new one out. Yeah. And I hear it's the number one moneymaker. I'm okay, sure it is. For the, for the city. Yes. So, But here's the deal. It took me weeks if not months, to learn the 53 stoplight. So this was a new one. It was a different day. So your question is, if you get a summons, what do you do? Well, kind of, because I I ordered a a stopwatch. I want to see, I saw a government standard on how long a yellow light should be. Sure, but the question is, yeah, can they see see your picture, your face in the picture? yeah, Yeah, they clearly can, but it says in there, that I'll get a video of it, and there is no video. So I sent the letter back that same day. I said, look, your pictures are, are trash. I really, you know, want to respect the law. Can you look at this video because you, you didn't give it to me? I do not have access to it. Okay. You say I do, but I don't. Yeah. And so my thought is if I go out there with a stopwatch, and it's supposed to be four and a half seconds, but it's a half a second left, well, that's the difference because I had cro- I was on the line it shows, and then you know when the light turned. So, was that a defense? I guess would be the question. The yeah. So, are you saying that Correct. you thought you were answer- entering the intersection on a yellow and it turned red well, too quickly? Well, but I'm also quick. saying it's the first time I've ever gone through that intersection, and there sh- they should wave the first time because you're learning the length of the yellow light. Yeah, it didn't I've work got that no way. Idea that one I can already tell. Okay, so the question that I've got on your behalf, Ken, is given that they've sent this summons, and I guess they really haven't even sent up the backup video, is it still the old thing, Kevin, that if you're not served personally, do you have to pay it? Correct. If you're not served personally, you don't have to pay That's it. That's what I thought. So, Ken, if it were me, I'd, tra- I'd trash that. I never would have responded, but that's me. Yep. Right. Well, and do you well, live— Well, here's the deal. Here's the deal. They will send it to you. They say now, after the ruling in June— they will send it to you again. Then the third time that may come out. Yeah, may is, a, may is a real word. Yes, and yes. no offense. Correct. They've got Correct. a gazillion other things going on, and if you don't even live in that right. jurisdiction, the chances of them coming to don't. you is slim to none. Yep. So I That's would just... what I figure. I have no intent. I didn't respond in such a manner. I just wrote a letter and sent it in and said, I want to see this video. Yeah. You're well, doing better well, than me because I just trash those. Right. Yeah, no, I don't that's get right. a lot of them, but yeah. I trash. I mean, well, once you have somebody at your door that's personally serving you, then you different. have then you have to start thinking about your defenses and how much you want, right. how much time you want to spend well, on it. And... But don't pay those initially. Cool. Well, this is, right. But this was really cool information y'all had, so I just thought I'd call in. Well, and I appreciate ask. that. 
I love the stuff about the traffic stop and everything. You know, yeah. we'll get yeah, into it more. More often, you know, Kevin Flesh's phone number. Oh, we'll have him back. No, don't worry. 303-806-8886. Ken, I appreciate it. So, again, I want to make sure because I say this on Drive Radio a lot. If you get any of these citations, even though you may very well be guilty, and I know it's a gamble, but personally, I would not pay those, whether it's a photo radar or it's a photo, you know, traffic infraction, you know, running a red light, et cetera. I would not personally pay any of those, even if it's me driving registered to me and the picture's plain as day. I would not do anything until they came and served me. Yes, it's a gamble. Yes, the fine is higher if they actually come and serve you. The chances of them doing that pretty slim are really, really slim given the, the budgetary constraints of most departments <clears throat> today. They're working off of the bulk. This is a numbers game. Right. They're going to send one, two, three notices, hoping that one of those three they're going to collect from you. Yep. The chances of them actually coming after you, unless you've got a warrant out for your arrest or something along those lines, the chances of them sending a officer to a law-abiding citizen that really has no other infractions, let me just tell you, I think is pretty low. Yeah, it's pretty low. In fact... You know, a lot of the counties lately have been doing this um, free day where you can come in and deal with your warrants. You can show up at the courthouse and they'll, they'll clear the bonds and try to get the cases moving because okay. they don't have the personnel to go out and try to find and people. And round that, you up, yeah. right? So, I mean, the tra- the 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 photo radar sort of it's at the bottom of the list, such right? Low, yeah, and, and it's low hanging fruit for them. It's low and there's hanging a lot fruit, of but they're still making a lot of money. A lot of because money. most people just pay. Yep. They yeah. don't know what we're talking about. Right? I don't know the percentages, but I would guess probably twenty five percent of the people pay, and so that's a that's a big percentage of the folks that. Yeah, and and if this if you're a city and you're collecting that much revenue, this is like because this is like the casinos in Vegas. Yeah. Okay. If you're collecting that much revenue, why go out and police and even add to your costs when you're already getting that much revenue in? Right. Again, folks, it's a numbers game. They're most likely not going to serve you. Right. Tear it up, throw it away. That's what I do. Exactly. And I, now, granted, I get some of these from the fleet, and in that case especially, since it's got a company name and a driver that, yeah, I could probably go find him, but are they going to? No, it goes in the trash. Right. They're not going to collect on that. Yeah. And it, you and if they do, then you have, as he said, you have some defenses. I mean, yellow lights are tough. I mean, they're the, the statute is interesting because you can travel, but you essentially have to be going through and have completed your interaction. Before it turns with, red, right? Yeah, you can't just be halfway. Can't be that can't be that halfway yellow. No, red you really need to be all the way through. That's why you gun. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, didn't, I didn't say that. <laughs> I, I, I could tell a story about. A yellow light and a state patrol officer, because okay. I got pulled over once yeah. for exactly that reason. And oh. I made it through the intersection. And, and the you off- won that one. I did. Good and the officer you. said, well, you shouldn't have gone through. And I said, that's what yellows are for. Yeah, it's a caution. And that's what the statute says. He, gets, he said, well, you could have stopped. I said, yeah, I probably could have. But that's I also didn't know. So I got through it and didn't Good. speed up. I made sure it was Good the point. same. Yeah. Okay, so you're pulled over. Yes. Let's go through this, because this is always a big one that comes up. Right. Somebody texted in and want us to go through it. And yes, it's always sort of a repetition thing, but we get new listeners every time that right. maybe haven't heard you before. So you've the lights are on. Yep. I'm going to start from, from, the, yep. very, from, the, beginning. from the very get-go. Absolutely. Lights are on. What do you do? Yeah. First thing is you pull over as quickly as you can. Safely, right? Safely. You pull over into an area that's going to be safe for the police officer when they get out of their car and move up to you. So... Yeah. Don't pull in. Don't pull over in traffic. You know, get over to a spot that you can right away. And you can always. I know this from talking to you. 
if there's a concern, slow way down, put your hazards on. The officer then knows that you know he's right. there. And yeah, if you're in 90 mile an hour traffic, you know, pull over enough to where yeah. he's not out. In the, he's going to appreciate you not being out in the middle of traffic as well. He doesn't want to run you down, so he's just going to simply follow you to where there's a spot. Now, you can't do that for 10 miles. No, but you can you can do it for a couple of blocks if you're in a in an area where there's construction. Go pull or into no, a parking yeah. lot, do something along those lines, get exactly. out of the way. And do give them notice, the the, the idea that you give them a, a blinker or you hazards, give them hazards, whatever. something so that they know you see them. Because you have to remember, the one of the most dangerous places for an officer to be is in a traffic stop. Correct. So they're always going to have... Which I don't envy them for, no, by the way. It's a hard job. Yes. It really is. And they're just doing their job. They think that you've violated the law somehow or they have some reason to pull you over. They have a reasonable suspicion that you've... Uh, violated a law within the state of Colorado, so they have the right to pull you over. I mean, they just yeah. don't do it for fun. They, that's part of their job. Most of the time, no, because they got better things to do. They really do. I mean, uh, th- there are do. those rare occurrences where I get yep. that they, and you know. the majority of the police officers that I deal with, 99, 98% of them are decent human beings. They're just doing their jobs. Okay. Um, at any rate, so when they, you get the lights, you pull over as quickly as you can. Now and what? Yeah, now you're pulled over, you've got your vehicle in park, maybe the car is off, maybe it's on, whatever you feel comfortable with. You make sure they see your hands, and I'm, okay. in, the, I'm in the studio acting with my hands. But, but, put but your you, hands on the wheel. Yeah, put your hands on the wheel so that they know you're not rummaging around for things. One of the things that's really important that you do on a regular basis is when you get your insurance... Um, and your registration, put them in something. We used to give these things, and I yeah, need to start were, doing yeah, that. Yeah, those are great. We yeah. have those down here at the station. Right, by and the way. I need to do some more that, that you can put They're them in perfect. a sleeve and you put them in your visor or whatever so that it's there, that it's Easily ready. accessible. For, yep, and you can just hand it to the officer. And you can say, hey, you can call my lawyer if you have one of those sleeves because our phone number is right, on. on the back. But at any rate, the idea is that you want to make the officer as comfortable as possible so that they don't get into a situation where you're adversarial. Um, they will ask you most likely, they, they may ask you a question like, do you know why I stopped you? That's a question you never have to answer. Right. They may be just trying to see level of what's going on with you. So what's your answer? Your answer is, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not going to answer that. Or I don't know, because <laughs> most people don't. Maybe you should tell me. Yeah, <laughs> right. I assume you have a reason. You know, I mean, don't get, don't don't get, get snotty, but right. I, I, I don't honestly, know. I don't know. I think that's probably a good now, response. If you're doing 90 in the 60, that you know why they stopped you. Right. And, and if that's the case, obviously any statement you make to the officer can be used against you. So even though you can So you remain, don't say, yeah, I was doing 90 and a 60. Yeah, you don't say that. <laughs> that I wouldn't suggest that. Um, but sometimes it does happen where you're like, ah, crap, you know? Yeah. And then that makes me. a difference. You, you kind of have to find out sort of where you're at. Uh, my advice, say as little as possible. Right. Do more listening than talking. Correct. That's always the best this thing. It's like the IRS. Officers. Don't give any more info than you have to. Yeah. Just right? listen to the question. Yes. And, it, and you never have to the, – the answer that you have to give is who are you and give me your license and registration. Not where have you been, where are you going, nope, any of that kind of stuff, None of that. Right? Cause never. Because sometimes they'll do that, oh right? Oh, my gosh, yes. Hey, can I, you, where, where, are you, where are you coming from? I've seen some of the body cams. Yes. Like, where are you coming from? Where are you headed to? Yes. None of your business. Right. And it's generally late at night. They've generally been following you for a while. There's some really good police work that's done relating to your driving. Maybe you've been weaving. They saw you pull out of a bar. They know where you came from. They want to see what you're going to say. Right. They're tr- developing a case for a DUI. They're right. de- developing a case for something else. You don't have to answer those questions. All right. So and and try. So these even the amount of work that I do with police officers when I get pulled over, it's still sort of a 
traumatic sure thing. Sure. You know, you want to try to be as calm as possible, make them calm, find out what they want, give them what they want, make as little statements as possible, and then wait to see what happens. The worst case scenario most times is you get a ticket for something and you can deal with it. Right. It's not something that you have to not argue. Not the end of the world. Right. And it's not something that you're going to persuade the officer, generally speaking, about not giving you a ticket or not doing anything to you. Typically, my experience, and I don't get pulled over much, but my experience has been the nicer you are, the nicer they are. And in some cases, they may even say, you know, yeah, okay, you were doing 80 and a 65. Tell you what, I'll put down 75 instead of 80. Right. That's only 10 over. I'll be nice. It's a whatever point ticket. You can mail it in. Right. If you mail it in in this time, it'll lower the points, blah, blah, blah. Off you go. Yes. Right? Right. Exactly. That's that's the best you can do. And if they realize you're being considerate to them, even though you're not making any statements, you're not being a jerk to them, they will do what they can to make the, the situation as best they can. So... The other thing that people have to realize in Colorado, if you're a concealed carry permit holder, you don't have to tell them you have a gun in the car. Right. They don't have any of that information. I've been pulled over with guns in the back seat. Never a statement. None of their business. But, I mean, they were, like, in view. No big deal. They didn't care because they saw my hands. I wasn't rummaging around. Not a big big stressor for them. I wasn't going after anything. They knew that I was complying okay. with whatever they were. You want to make them as comfortable as possible and make the event as fast as possible. Okay. That helps all, them and you. Yep. And all of the officers now, um, as of 2024, are going to have body camera. They're going to be filming. So you don't have to film them. They're going to have the filming right on their chest. You're going to see the camera. You're going to see the red light that it's running. Okay. If it's not and you're concerned, you can ask them about it. Um, but don't get out your phone and start trying to, to film. It's just not going to do you any good. Because the legislature, I don't agree with this policy, but the legislature has said that with these contacts with police, starting next year, if there's no body camera footage, it's as if it didn't happen. Okay. So don't film it either. No, don't film it either. Then it didn't happen. Exactly. It didn't okay. happen. Okay. So um, those are really good things. The other thing that is interesting that we're getting more and more cases with is people that have bo- that have cameras in their cars. Mm-hmm. Dash cams. Dash cams are really becoming popular, and they've helped people situations with red lights. Um, you okay. know, where, where, where we were talking with about. Ken? Yeah. I had a case in Aurora this last year where he went through, and a person actually turned in front of him, and they said that they had a green light, and he was able. To, we were able to prove that no, the didn't. person didn't have, and that they should that they cited the wrong person. Okay. And if we wouldn't have had that dash cam video, there would have been no way great we point. would have proven. Great um, point. Other than testimony, but generally testimony is not great. No, it's not because it can vary. All of us love the video, so I mean, it's one of those things where uh, it's certainly helpful if you have the dash cam, keep it. Okay. Um, and I think that other than that. When you're thinking about a simple traffic stop, those are the things you have to be concerned about. The other thing that you, uh, more sophisticated situation or more serious situations where the officers believe, believe there's something in the car that they want to search the vehicle. The answer is uh, no, right? The answer is no. Never allow, even if you know there's nothing in your car, never allow a police officer to search your vehicle, period. Just an automatic no. Automatic no. Because if you do that, then they have to have probable cause and they have to go get a judge's warrant a search warrant to be able and that to, takes time and does. typically they're not going to necessarily do that no. and, and if they are going to do it you've got more problems than you realize you're probably in a situation you need where, to call you right you need to and again one of those situations don't make any statements and don't okay. allow them to they may get into the vehicle let us deal with it later with regard to a motion to okay um hey can i search your trust no no 
I've got a, I had a case this year, which was a super interesting case where um, my client was pulled over by a Douglas County police officer saying that he had violated a traffic law because he had waited too long in a light to go through it. Mm. And um, it was his, it was the original officer and then a DUI officer that had to come and take care of the case. We had gotten um, the, the halo camera relating to that intersection. that intersection and actually what took place with regard to the uh, traffic stop. Well, it turned out from that halo camera that my client hadn't violated the law mm. and that the, off- and the officer didn't show up for the motions hearing that initially said that my client had violated the law. The DUI officer did show up for the motions and had reviewed that halo camera, and he said there wasn't any reason to stop my client. Ah. Um, so the cameras can help us. In okay. that particular case, the court found no credible evidence of an actual violation of the law. Throw it out. Even though my client was under the influence. I mean, there okay. was clear that he was, but there was no violation of the law beforehand. We got the case dismissed. Okay. Uh, or at least the evidence suppressed, and then the DA had to dismiss the case. So it's those situations where... Um, had my client uh, not been as positive and been willing to work with the officers, I think that that could have gone a different way. We could have had an obstruction or a resisting or something else that would have allowed some of that case to go forward. But he was did what we were talking about, complied okay. with their recommendations. we got about three minutes. Yeah. Officer shows up at the door. Your let's, home. Let's say, yeah, at, the, okay. at your home. Yep. Let's say they're going to serve you this red light camera thing yeah. or whatever. Let's just say that happens. Yep. Do you let them in? No, never let a, never let a police officer in your home. Okay, Even you can do all of your business out of the front. What if they're super front nice? Still, don't. They're they're super nice because maybe they're <laughs> looking for something else. You just don't know. I mean, this is an adversarial relationship that we as citizens have with the police in the situation that they're coming to your door to serve you something, or okay. they want to do some sort of investigation. You always want to be high alert in those cir- circumstances. Yeah, I got a few questions for you, Kev. Can right? I, can I come in? Exactly. No. No, because or, but I'll walk out and. Yep. So what you do is you walk out in your front yard and say, no, you can't come in. And then you say to the officer, what's this about? Am I under arrest? Because then you're, you're no, setting the stage. Qu- I just have a few questions for you, Kevin. Right. Yep. Is, uh, okay. That's great, officer. Thank you for coming to my home. Let's talk out in my front yard. And then what exactly is this related to? This okay. is where you can be a little aggressive about what it because is that they're there. Because now they're at your home. It's not a traffic stop, That's right? exactly totally right. Totally different yep. circumstances, Com- Completely correct? different circumstances. they're now on your property. Yep. And they're there for some other purpose. This isn't a consensual. Right. You see the they're officer. They're investigating, right? Right. They're investigating something. And you don't want later the, uh, the court saying, well, this was just a consensual right. interaction. That right. you allowed this to happen. That it was... It was not. It didn't rise to the level of a constitutional concern because you because you let him in. Yep, because you let him in because you were having what I, we would normally think of as a casual conversation with each other. So this is where you need to be a little bit more um, strict in okay. the way that you respond. So okay, he says, so I just have a few questions. Okay, am I under arrest? No, you're not under arrest. Great. Okay. Then I don't have anything further to say to you. And before you ask a question, I'll let you know that I'd like to have a lawyer present. Before you question me. Perfect. Okay. Two minutes. Yeah. What if they're there for a quote-unquote welfare check? Right. Some neighbors called, family members called, whatever yeah. the case may be. How does that go? Yeah, I'm fine. Same way? Thank you, officer. I'm, I'm good. I'm great. Glad I appreciate, you're here. Yeah. Appreciate, you, appreciate you checking on me. Yeah, exactly. But I'm all good. Yeah. And they'll say, well, can we go look in the house? No. No, you can't. <laughs> Do you have a warrant? You know, and, and that's sort of where it goes. Okay. I mean, unfortunately, and it does happen, where let's say you have a neighbor that you don't get along with and they're just trying to create drama right yeah try to be as professional as possible with the officers 
But um, unless they have a search warrant, unless they have a right to come into your home, your home is your castle, and you don't have any reason to let a police officer in. Um, they, as long as they don't see any what are called exigent circumstances. So There's no they, dead body behind you? That's right. There's nobody <laughs> bleeding out behind you. They don't have any right to come into the house. Uh, I'm, I'm being extreme, but... But, but no, that's, that, that is sort of the case. That's sort of the, what, what they will look for. Right. Um, that they, they yeah, they're looking for to, weapons and right. weird stuff going on, and is somebody in the background crying or screaming or whatever yeah. the case may be, right? And in fact, we get a lot of questions in our criminal defense practice about you know, witness subpoenas and what, what you have to do with an officer that's knocking on your door. And you never are compelled to answer your door. Okay. So, I mean, that's one of the things as well as, well, can't they do it by refusal? They have to have you in front of them, and they have to ID you, and they have to prove that it was you that they served the papers on. So okay. don't look out the window. A lot of us have cameras on our doorbells. Use that. Use that. Make yep. sure you know who it is. And if it's a police officer and you don't have yeah. any reason unless they're family members to talk with them, Makes you sense. let them go. They'll right. Normally, if they want to talk to you, they'll leave a card. Perfect. All That's right. where you call me. Kevin Flesh, his direct number, 303-806-8886. Appreciate you, Kevin. Merry Christmas, by the way. Thank you. Thanks Merry Christmas you to you. Affordable Interest Mortgage is next. Kurt Rogers, 720-895-0500. Got too much debt but a low rate on your mortgage? Worried that rates aren't going to go down fast enough? Need relief now? Take AIM. Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Before your property tax and homeowner insurance goes up, we can help you lower your monthly payments. Pay off your debt and lower the amount of interest you pay. We have been changing lives in Colorado for over 20 years. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, and let our experience continue to save you money. Home of the original Asset Manager Loan, where you pay less interest and own your home faster, pay off your debt and save six to 900 a month, have access to your equity for 30 years. Call 720-895-0500 now. We listen and promise to do our best for you. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. 720-895-0500. Over 20 years of low rates, outstanding service, and number one at putting you first. Let us show you how our experience saves you money. 720-895-0500. NMLS 298-191. Regulated by DORA. Equal credit lender. Golden Eagle Financial, Al Smith, uh, make it a resolution this year to get your finances in order, and Al can help you do that. Uh, Golden Eagle Financial, find him at klzradio.com. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial knows how vital it is to plan today so you can maximize what you have tomorrow. The years pass faster as we age. And if you're in your 50s and you're still letting your employer manage your plan, you need to schedule a no-obligation meeting with Al to make sure you're on track. Al will take your goals, wants, and needs and create a comprehensive plan you can depend on. Make it your New Year's resolution to take control of your retirement, to maximize your opportunities in retirement. This is the right time for a fresh look at your retirement plan with Al Smith and his 30 years of financial experience. If you're over 50 and don't have a retirement advisor, or if you need a new perspective, contact Al today by going to klzradio.com money, schedule your free no-obligation consultation, and see what Al and Golden Eagle can do for you. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Cub Creek Heating and Air Conditioning, if you're looking for a tune-up on your furnace or a complete replacement, they can do all of that for you and more, by the way. Find them at klzradio.com. 
Cub Creek Heating and AC installs high-efficiency furnaces, saving you money and keeping your home warmer all winter. High-efficiency furnaces use significantly less energy and effectively produce more heat in less time. That means 90 to 98% of the fuel used is converted to heat in your home, compared to 56 to 70% on a standard furnace. Not only will it save you at least 10% on your utility bill, but it will heat your home more consistently. The unit is smart enough to not force air through the system, which can create hot and cold zones in your home, as you notice with older furnaces. The Texacup Creek will help you make sense of government incentives that are available with these furnaces. The Ream Pro partners at Cub Creek can typically have a high-efficiency furnace installed in a day. And financing is available, so reach out to Hunter and Doug today by going to klzradio.com HVAC to learn more. All right, veteran windows and doors. And this month, you've got a few uh, days left to make this Deal happen, 40% off, including free labor. Give Dave a call today. And again, you can find him at klzradio.com. Veteran Windows and Doors won't pressure you to sign on the dotted line today to get, quote, the best prices. Owner Dave Bancroft wants you to take your time in making the right choice for your home and believes educating you, the customer, is the number one priority. Other companies just want to pressure you into a sale right now. Dave has seen homeowners with buyer's remorse after working with other high-pressure salesmen. Dave knows all the pitches and sales gimmicks out there. Dave respects you as a homeowner, so he will never pressure you. Veteran Windows and Doors is so confident in their top quality windows and expert installation process, they want you to get three competing bids. Veteran is not afraid to be compared to other companies because they want to do right by you. Don't get pressured into buying windows before you are ready. Work with Veteran Windows and Doors by going to klzradio.com window today. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, that's about it for today. And again, I want to say a special thanks to Kevin Flesh for taking time out of his day. And I know he is extremely busy. He's there representing clients, folks like you, on a daily basis. And if you've ever got any kind of a legal need, please give him a call. I cannot say that enough and speak highly enough of him. He's been a part of what we do here for a very long time. And as again, he is my personal attorney and represents me in a lot of different things that we do business-wise. So 303-806-8886 is his number. Guys, have a great night and uh, enjoy your evening. Be safe out there. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.